0: Oh, hello. Come in, dearie. It's I, Mother Goose, and this here is Lyra, and she is about to tell you a wonderful fairy tale. Now, you just sit right there and enjoy the story.
1: Thanks, Mother Goose. Uh, Today is the story of Snow White and Rose Red. Uh, This is another story by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. A poor widow once lived in a little cottage, in front of which grew two rose trees, one bearing white roses and the other red. She had two little girls who were just like the two trees. One was called Snow White and the other Rose Red, and they were the sweetest and best children in the world. Rose Red loved to run about the fields and meadows and to pick flowers and catch butterflies, but Snow White sat at home with her mother and helped her in the household or read aloud to her when there was no work to do. The two children loved each other so dearly, they always walked about hand in hand whenever they went out together. And when Snow White said, We will never desert each other, Red answered, No, not so long as we live. And the mother added, Whatever one gets, she shall share with her sister. They often roamed about the woods, gathering berries, and no beasts ever hurt them. On the contrary, they came up to them in the most confiding manner. The little hare would eat a cabbage leaf from their hands, the deer grazed beside them, the stag would bound past them merrily, and the birds remained on the nearby branches and sang to them. No evil ever befell them. If they forgot about the time and night overtook them, they lay down on the moss and slept till morning. Their mother knew they were quite safe and never felt anxious about them. Once, when they had slept the night in the wood and had been wakened by the morning sun, They perceived a beautiful child in a shining white robe sitting close to their resting place. The figure looked at them kindly, but said nothing, and vanished into the wood. And when they looked around, they saw they had slept quite close to a precipice, over which they would have certainly fallen had they gone on a few steps farther in the darkness. When they told their mother of their adventure, she said what they had seen must have been the angel that guards good children. Snow White and Rose Red kept their mother's cottage so clean and neat it was a pleasure to step into it. In summer, Rose Red looked after the house and every morning before her mother awoke, she placed two flowers beside the bed, a rose from each tree. In winter, Snow White lit the fire and put a shining brass kettle on to boil. In the long winter evenings when snowflakes fell, their mother would say, Snow White, go close the shutters. They gathered around the fire while their mother put on her spectacles and read aloud from a big book. The two girls listened and spun quietly. Beside them on the ground lay a little lamb, and behind them perched on a little white dove with its head tucked under its wing. One evening as they sat thus cozily together, someone knocked the door. The mother said, Rose Red, open the door quickly. It must be some poor traveler seeking shelter from the snow and cold. Rose Red hastened to unbar the door and thought she saw a poor man standing in the darkness outside. But it was a bear who poked his thick black head through the door. Rose Red screamed aloud and sprang back in terror. The lamb began to bleat, the dove flapped its wings, and Snow White ran and hid behind her mother's bed. But the bear said, Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. I am half frozen and only wish to warm myself a little. You poor bear, said the mother, lie down by the fire, but take care not to burn your fur. Then she called, Snow White and Rose Red, come out, the bear will do you no harm. He is a good, honest creature. So they both came out of their hiding places, and gradually the lamb and dove drew near too, and they all forgot their fear. The bear asked the children to beat the snow out of his fur, and they fetched a brush and scrubbed him till he was dry. Then the beast stretched himself in front of the fire and growled happily and comfortably. The girls soon grew quite playful with him and treated their guest like a big dog. They rolled him about here and there and teased him gaily, and if he growled, they only laughed. The bear submitted to everything with the greatest good nature. Only when they went too far, he cried, "'Oh, spare my life, Snow White and Rose Red, don't beat your lover dead!' When it was time to retire for the night, the others went to bed. The mother said to the bear, You can lie here on the hearth. It will be a shelter for you from the cold and wet outside. As soon as day dawned, the children let him out, and he trotted off through the snow into the wood. From this time on, the bear came every evening at the same hour and lay down by the hearth and let Snow White and Rose Red play what pranks they liked with him. They grew so accustomed to his visits that the door was never locked at night till their friend had made his appearance. When spring came and all the world outside was green, the bear said one morning to Snow White, Now I must leave you, and I will not return again the whole summer. Where are you going, dear bear? asked Snow White. I must go into the forest and protect my treasure from the wicked dwarfs. In winter, when the earth is frozen hard, they remain underground, for they cannot work their way through. But now, when the snow has thawed and the sun has warmed the ground, they come out to spy the land and steal what they can. Anything that falls into their hands and disappears into their caves with them is not easily brought to light again. Snow White was quite sad over their friend's departure. When she unbarred the door, the bear caught a piece of his fur in the door knocker as he stepped out and Snow White thought she caught sight of glittering gold beneath it, but she could not be certain. The bear ran hastily away and soon disappeared behind the trees. A short time later, their mother sent the children into the wood to collect brushwood. They came upon a big tree fallen on the ground, and on the trunk among the long grass they noticed something jumping up and down. But what it was they could not distinguish... When they came closer, they perceived a dwarf with a wizened face and a beard a yard long. The end of the beard was caught in a cleft of the tree, and the little man sprang about like a dog on a chain and did not seem to know what to do. He glared at the girls with his fiery red eyes and screamed out, What are you standing there for? Come and help me! What are you doing, little man? Rose Red asked. You stupid inquisitive goose," replied the dwarf. I want to, wanted to split the tree in order to get chips of wood for our kitchen fire." I drove in the wedge, and all was going well, but the wood was so slippery it suddenly sprang out. There was no time to remove my beautiful white beard, so here I am, cut fast. I can't get away, and you silly, smooth-faced, milk-and-water girls just stand and laugh at me. Ha ah, what wretches you are! The girls did everything in their power, but they could not get the little man's beard out. It was wedged in far too tightly. I will run and fetch someone, said Rose Red. Blackheads! snapped the dwarf. What is the good of
0: calling anyone else you two are already too many for me does nothing better occur to you than that idea
1: do not be so impatient said snow white i will help you and taking her scissors out of her pocket she snipped the end off of his beard as soon as the dwarf was free he seized a bag full of gold which was hidden among the roots of the tree and muttered aloud curse these rude wenches cutting off a piece of my splendid beard with these words he swung the bag over his back and disappeared without another look at the children. A few days later, Snow White and Rose Red went out to catch some fish for supper. As they approached the stream, they saw something which looked like an enormous grasshopper springing towards the water as if it were going to jump in. They ran forward and recognized their old friend, the dwarf. "'What are you doing?' asked Rose Red. "'You are surely not going to jump into the water.' "'I am not such a fool!' screamed the dwarf. "'That wretched fish is trying to drag me in!' little man had been sitting on the bank fishing when the wind had unfortunately entangled his beard in the line immediately afterward a big fish bit but the feeble little creature had no strength to pull it out and the fish was dragging the dwarf toward him he clung with all his might to every rush and blade of grass but it did not help him much he had to follow every movement of the fish and was in great danger of being dragged into the water the girls had come along just at the right moment They held him firm and did all they could to disentangle his beard from the line, but in vain, for beard and line were in a hopeless muddle. Nothing remained but to produce the scissors and cut the beard, and a small part of it was sacrificed. When the dwarf saw what they were doing, the ungrateful little man yelled, Do you call that manners to disfigure a fellow's face? It wasn't enough that you shortened my beard before, but now you cut off the best bit of it. I won't dare show myself like this before my own people. I wish you'd never come at all. Then he picked up a sack of pearls that lay among the rushes, and without saying another word, he dragged it away and disappeared behind the stone. Soon after this, the mother sent the girls to the town to buy needles, thread, laces, and ribbons. The road led over a field where huge boulders of rock lay scattered. As they walked along, they saw a big bird hovering in the air, circling slowly above them but always descending lower, till at last it settled on a rock not far from them. Immediately afterward, they heard a sharp, piercing cry. They ran forward and saw with horror that the eagle had pounced on their old friend the dwarf and was about to carry him off. The tender-hearted girl seized hold of the little man and struggled so long with the bird that at last he let go of his prey. When the dwarf had recovered from the first shock, he screamed in his screeching voice, "'Couldn't you have treated me more carefully? "'You have torn my fine little coat with all the shreds! "'Awkward hussies that you are!' Then he took up a bag of precious stones and vanished under the rocks into his cave. The girls were accustomed to his ingratitude and continued on to the town. On their way home, they passed the field again and were surprised to see the dwarf pouring out his precious jewels on an open space.' for he had thought no one would pass by at so late an hour. The evening sun shone on the glittering stones, and they sparkled so beautifully that the girl stood still and gazed at them. "'What are you two standing there gaping for?' shrieked the dwarf, and his ashen-gray face became scarlet with rage. He was about to run off with these angry words when a sudden growl was heard and a black bear trotted out of the wood. The dwarf jumped up in great fright, But he had no time to reach his hiding place, for the bear was already upon him. Then he cried in terror, "'Dear Mr.
0: Bear, spare me! I'll give you all my treasure. Look at those beautiful precious stones lying there! Spare my life! What pleasure would you get from a poor, feeble fellow, little fellow like me? You you wouldn't feel me between your teeth. There, lay, lay hold of these two wicked girls. They will be a tender marshal for you, as fat as young quails. Eat them instead!'
1: The bear, paying no attention to his words, gave the evil little creature one blow with his paw, and he never moved again. The girls had run away, but the bear called after them, Snow White and Rose Red, do not be afraid. Wait, and I will come with you. Then they recognized his voice and stood still. When he was quite close to them, his bearskin skin suddenly fell off, and a handsome young man stood beside them, all dressed in gleaming gold. I am a king's son, he said and he was bewitched by that wicked dwarf. Not only had he stolen my treasure, but I was doomed to roam about the woods as a wild bear till his death should set me free. Now he has the punishment he deserves. Snow White married the prince, and Rose Red married his brother, and they divided the great treasure the dwarf had collected between them. The old mother lived peacefully with her children for many years. She carried the two rose trees with her. They stood in front of her window, and every year...
0: They bore the loveliest red and white roses. The End Wasn't that a lovely tale? Now be sure to thank Alira by contacting her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Alira or you can leave a message on the blog post at ouat.bronyzone.com Jeff would be happy to pass along an email to her as well. Just email feedback at com. Well, we enjoyed your stay. Hopefully you did too. Now you come back next time and and we'll have another story. Now you take care and we'll talk to you later. If you like the music, please visit incompetech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. And consider supporting
1: Kevin MacLeod as he supplies all his music royalty free. Thank you for listening.